So today on Leverage Radio, we speak to David Karasek. David is a 10 times Swiss swimming champion, someone who has competed at the highest levels of his sport and is now on a mission to help people and athletes improve their life and maximize their potential. David, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Thanks, Mohit and Ashwin. Thanks for having me. Great. As we just spoke, it just spoke up, but uh, it's nice. It's a good day and uh, excited to be here with you guys and have a good chat. What do you have planned for your Sunday? Man, I think I'm going to watch UFC because I don't know the results yet because there was a big oh. fight night yesterday. So don't tell me. Yeah, uh, so we just saw it. Like, it just ended like two hours ago. Uh, but yeah, well worth the watch. Okay, really? Okay, that's great. So <laughs> <laughs> just stay away you. from we your phone. Yeah, we won't ruin anything for you. Exactly. So that's what, I, what my girlfriend and I usually do. We watch it on Sunday. But that means no social media on, on <laughs> Sunday morning because, yeah, you don't want to spoil it, right? Yeah, yeah that'll ruin it for you very quickly. Definitely not. That's good. Did you guys uh, watch the whole thing live? Yeah, yep, basically. Yep, the whole thing live, yeah. Awesome. It's like really, really uh, Sunday morning rituals now, uh, like for the last few years since the UFC has been broadcast in India regularly. It's like we all wake up at basically 6 in the morning, starts, start watching... Um, the fights like as soon as they're on and that is like when you tell me that that sounds like something no matter how little sleep you got when you know this is on you always wake up you're excited <laughs> be like up regardless. Kid, right? yeah yeah for sure no yeah. matter even if i slept at like three in the morning for some reason i'd be up at half six watching the shit yeah for sure it's for the sure. worst i'm like half asleep i'm still watching it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, do you guys remember Game of Thrones? Did you guys watch that? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, so that, that used to was... be actually a similar time. Yeah, and uh, well, we didn't watch it live, but that was on. It was airing on Sunday in America, so that meant like we could watch it on Monday evening. But Monday morning, I got up and go to work, and I was <laughs> all excited. Tonight is Game of Thrones, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting what it can do for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to jump right in with our first topic. Um, David, tell us about Tribe of Athletes. What is the Tribe of Athletes? Yeah, man. So we're, we're a community. It's the world's number one community for confident pro athletes. Because what I believe is that confidence eliminates self-doubt all the time. Like whatever self-doubt that we have is just a lack of confidence. We don't believe it can happen for us. And I always say, like, you can, when athletes ask me, how can I get stronger, physically stronger? And I always say it's mindset before mechanics. So that means you can only be physically as strong as you believe you can be. So instead of, you know, working all these hours to the point of exhaustion and injury and fatigue and all that, I'm, my approach is, or our approach is that it starts in the mind first. So you got to like start to train and study the mind, how all this works. How can you increase your belief? And the tribe of athletes is, is a community of athletes and coaches that, that are all like on the same team and, and have realized that mindset should be a priority in, in, for their sports career. Interesting. And uh, so you work with athletes across the board, like um, all sports. Yeah, we cover all sports because, I mean, look, there, there is different dynamics. So let's take, like, for example, a UFC fight. 
it's a different mental game than a tennis player because when the cage sure. closes, right, and that the Herb Dean goes, "Are you ready? Are you ready? Fight! It's on!" Yeah, and right. it's like if you have a if you have a bad second or a millisecond, you know, you get knocked out and it's all over. And the guys sometimes they you know they don't know what happened, and you're familiar with that, right? Yeah, and it's over like that. But in tennis, you can lose. I mean, you can play for five hours and you're looking lose forty nine point five percent of all the balls but you can still win the match because you're winning 50.5%. Right. So that means you're going through the shit like a lot. You got to like stay composed all the time and the momentum goes to you. It goes to the other guy or the girl and it comes back to you. So you, you have like more opportunities to become mentally tough. But in the end of the day, it's like mindset is it's universal. It's like we're working with the laws of the universe. It's like gravity. You know, it doesn't matter where on the planet you are. Gravity will just, and if you believe it or not, it just is. And, and, and with the mindset, it, you know, you can be a, want to be a good parent and you need a good mindset. You can be like, want to be an artist and you need a good mindset. You can be mm -hmm. a tennis player, a boxer. Like it, it doesn't matter. The mindset for me, it's just a universal thing. So that we have all kinds of athletes, really team sports, you, individual. But uh, do you deal with any PGJ athletes or MMA athletes personally? Have you ever so, dealt with them? On we do MMA fighters, but on a so I don't have any paying paying MMA fighters that are in in the program. So they are like my friends and my my girlfriend. She's a pro fighter. Mm -hmm. She's very good, so she's doing the work. But obviously, I wouldn't like charge her. So and that's why like those people were the first clients basically because they're like my friends that from the gym, right? And they started to see what I do and started to get interested because they heard. You know, for example, I mean, what clicks with the MMA community is Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. And he speaks about using visualization all the time and using the law of attraction. Like if you go on YouTube and just type in Conor McGregor and law of attraction, he, you know, when he was on welfare and it was getting money to buy mm -hmm. food, basically, he was already visualizing these visualizing, kind of things. Visualizing, yeah. yeah correct. Right? Are you familiar with that? I am, I am. Um, why I asked that question actually is because with uh, MMA athletes or any athletes with that are taking any any kind of head trauma, CTE is now a huge factor. Um, and I wanted to know if um, you noticed that if you've dealt with any athletes or MMA fighters, um, because over the years now we've we've seen athletes on the end of their careers really really struggling with that and they've just changed as human beings so i want to know if you had any personal stories that you had any interactions with anybody as, as of yet i don't but i would be like interested do you like what happened I, i don't i can't speak about that um definitely not an expert on that and i haven't i just hasn't like i haven't right. seen it personally but um so what happened with these people when they go i mean are you talking about people that are in the mma or boxing probably also right anything like, with, anything with like head trauma so like it could be the nfl it could be yeah. rugby um like you see it with diego sanchez i don't know if you've, you've been up yeah. to date on what's happening with him um but like dude that guy's on another planet at the moment so a bj pen um these guys are not the same people they were even 10 years ago in my opinion yeah. um but they still, I mean, that's why Diego Sanchez is like so easily manipulated at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, just because I think, it, I think it's head trauma, man. It's that coach, right? That like that video that went viral when he's like hanging Dude. upside down. Yeah, yeah. Fucking nuts, right? It's weird. This is like, it's very cult-like. So you being somebody who's a, a mindset uh, advocate and a mindset coach, when you see something like that, 
Oh, uh, like what's going on there? Yeah, I think it was similar to what a lot of people, I, I, I thought like, first I thought it was a joke, but then like, you know, I read like some of the comments and, and I was just, I mean, why, why would you do that? There's other people like Holloway, he doesn't spar, like right? they're trying to avoid as much damage as they can and look how well they're doing. And it's not like Diego Sanchez, is not like that. He's doing so well, right? And he hasn't for, for many years. So exactly. I mean, but yeah, what you're saying, Ashwin, that he's being manipulated, I find that very interesting because if you're like with your full wits, I mean, you wouldn't, you, I mean... It would be a lot harder to manipulate up. somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody's got, yeah, their wherewithal. Um, I mean, their, their brain's working correctly. It's not supposed to be that way. Um, but yeah, man, it's sad to see what's happening with some of these athletes, but um, I would be very interested. That's why I asked, um, just because... Um, now we're seeing the effects of it with boxing. We've seen it, mm. um, but MMA is since it's so new um, generation that's just gone into retirement is now feeling it. Um, right. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's, ahead, like, it's a uh, yeah, it's a very good topic. And I mean, isn't there a movie about the NFL about football? Will the, Smith, I think, was starring in that. That's concussion. Right. Concuss- Star- concussion. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll check yeah. that out today. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. No, man, I can't check that out because it stresses me out. What if, because <laughs> I've done a lot of sparring over the years and I just. No, no, you won't have CT. Like, it will take a lot more, man. Like, really? Uh, I don't I... think so. You might be mistaken because I remember uh, uh, a, f- a friend of ours watching that movie and just like freaking the fuck out and telling me, dude, don't do not watch this movie. Because, you know, like now they're finding that uh, football players, soccer players, like a lot of them are getting CT. Because of because... hitting the ball. Yeah, constantly. Soccer, the ball, yeah, I can which see. Which is crazy that. because if the ball is lobbed by the goalkeeper, like, I don't know, 60, 80 meters, and you're just connecting flush on with the top of your dome, I mean, it will rattle your head like a little better. David, yeah. you, you, you performed, I mean, you were a swimmer at the highest of levels, right? Um, uh, I have a few questions with that. So, um, firstly, uh, <laughs> was it hard retired? I mean, I'm presuming you, you're retired now. Oh um, yeah. Was, <laughs> that <a> hard, was, <laughs> was that a hard decision or after the years of training, was that something relatively easy? So, um, it was both, but it was one, it was a good decision. Let's put it that way. Because I, I was in the States for just from 2008 to 2012. That was the Olympic cycle. And then my highlight was the Olympic games, 2012. Right. And I didn't make it into the final there, but I did swim well. I got a Swiss record and I was, it was an absolutely incredible experience with the Olympic spirit and all the athletes there and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was back in Switzerland and swimming wasn't, it wasn't the same because in America, it's all about the team and you literally have 70 guys and girls on the team and coaches and they're all pulling Pushing. on, you know, you're just scoring for the university and yeah. they have that spirit. That's why they're so good in sports. I mean, that's right. what I, I'm convinced. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. No, I mean, no supports it. Yeah. And then we had we had professors of mine from the university come with like paint on their cheeks for like a simple <laughs> meal that we had. It's up, they came with the trumpet and you know <laughs> it's crazy. It's I, I loved it. And I was back in Switzerland and it was just it wasn't the same anymore because it was back to like very an individual sport. People weren't so motivated and I remember, you know, I had the thought of, of quitting and getting into the corporate world for a while. And it was Friday afternoon around four o'clock. 
and I jumped in the pool and my thoughts were just, damn, this is so boring. I'm so bored. And I just <laughs> look on the bottom of the pool. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm done. And after 10 minutes, I just got out of the pool. I told my coach that I'm done swimming and I will never come back. I mean, I'll see you, but I'll leave and I'm done. And I just left mm -hmm. the pool and I never came back. Damn. Yeah. I mean, at least um, there were no second thoughts in your head, man. Um, yeah. But at that point, how many, how many years into swimming were you? <laughs> A lifetime? It was like, I mean, must have been like 15 or something. Yeah. Maybe even a bit more. It like, depends what you count. But we started swimming, like, you know, the first competition maybe was seven or eight. So it must have been like, yeah, 18 years. Okay. And then we looked back. Yeah. That's I mean, interesting. It was, you know, it was still like the thoughts I had about what are my parents going to say? What, what's my coach going to say? Or am I letting them down? Am I throwing something away? But, you know, I made that decision and I look back and it was such a beautiful decision because so many doors have opened. Like, what if I you know, stayed there and spent the time and, and pushed through something that I didn't even enjoy. It's like, it's, yeah. You know, when did you find jujitsu? Um, oh. Yeah, that's also interesting. My, and I'm going to ask you the same question. <laughs> My brother was fighting. He was doing full contact karate and Thai boxing and all that. And he's very good. And it, you know, I, I went to training with him and I realized I'm having a lot of fun, but I'll never have a chance to beat him. So what I figured is like, I'll go on the ground so I can be better on the ground. So I started with jujitsu. And you guys? That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Um, I always wanted to learn some jujitsu. I used to watch Bellator on TV early in the mornings here. Um, and I was always fascinated with, I mean, the strangles and the joint locks and all that. Um, so when a friend of mine, now a friend of mine and my partner opened the gym initially. I went, signed up and just didn't look back after that, man. I just really, really got, got into it really quickly. Yeah, cool. What about you, Moet? How'd you pick up on this shit? I was uh, like, I just need to learn self-defense, man. Like I had a friend of mine who, <laughs> uh, he kept telling me that you have to come try out this jujitsu thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I was like, how good can it be? You know? And, uh, but I knew I needed to learn some self-defense because I was like a young guy going out uh, at night and stuff. And I just talking never shit to people, talking <laughs> shit to people. And I just never felt safe. So I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's learn something to, you know, use in case something goes sideways. And yeah, fell in love with jujitsu and been training for about eight or nine years with these guys. So what do you guys think? What is it that, because there's, I mean, a lot of people, they try out jujitsu and then there's these absolutely diehard raving fans. They go on YouTube, <laughs> they watch, like, what is it that, why is that? I don't know, man. That's a good question. Um, it's just, the people who do jujitsu think they're better than the rest of the world. <laughs> I think that's a problem. That's a big problem with our community. <laughs> that we think we are so much more superior, evolved. so more evolved than the other, the rest of them. That's the problem with these guys. That's that's why they're overly aggressive. With they're like CrossFitters, man, in a way. <laughs> yeah. So but they just gotta know, stop that, talking about. But that that what you're saying, like CrossFitters, I, I, maybe I'm and I'm just thinking out loud here. It's because in jiu-jitsu, you are very close to other people. It's very intense. And you know how it is when you have an intense emotion. It's like you remember it more clearly. It's like it, it brain burns it itself in your yeah. brain. So maybe yeah. that's like 
this emotion, you know, you're close to, you know, sometimes puking and it's really like close to almost not like death, death, but it, the feeling the of extreme emotions. No, but they're extreme emotions, no matter what it is. Yeah. It's simulating death over and over again. Uh, so yeah, that does make a lot of sense, man. Um, Bonds you to people because you nearly died. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, I'm safe. Hey, buddy. And then, <laughs> Thanks. And then for some reason, you still love the guy right after yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> weird. Um, so coming back to your work with the tribe of athletes, um, it's a two-part question. Number one is generically, what's the right mindset? Like you talk about right mindset and get in the right uh, frame of mind. If I had to just be like, it's a one-liner, it's a two-line answer. What is the right mindset? Yeah. So if I can answer that with two two sentences, is that you got to have a big dream. And I mean a big dream, not a realistic dream. And that's what they mean with if your goal doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. So it, you got to have a big dream, big goal. And the second one is you got to believe that you can have that dream before it has happened. And that's what, what confidence is, is that you believe it's possible for you before you've had it. I would say these two, and you know, it, comes from and this is i'm so confident about the knowledge it's not my knowledge like let's not kid ourselves this is not like me and i'll find the holy grail this is you know the work of people that have come before us and i know more than us and that's always my mentor one of them always said is like you want to hang out with people that know more than you but also know that they're no better than you this is bob proctor you're talking about yeah, that, that is Bob Proctor, exactly. And the other one, and yeah, I mean, there's so much wisdom from these guys. And they, you know, they, Bob is 80, 87. Yeah. And he spent his entire life after 26 studying the mind, how it works, understanding ourselves, understanding other people. And it's such a, you know, he has so much knowledge locked inside of him. And I, I just think, hey, there you go. We yeah. got to listen to these people because they know something that we haven't figured out yet. And you know, it's not good or bad, but it's opportunity. And so I think these two things are the big dream and the belief that you can have before it has happened. Have you uh, finished this book yet? Think and Grow It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Napoleon Hill? I haven't yet. I've just started. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I'm one chapter in and um, I'm pretty hooked already. Yeah. So uh, what, 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 are, what are you learning and what are you thinking? Nothing yet. Um I'm I'm just hoping to find what they say I will. So let's see. Um yeah. without uh di- divulging too much information. Um but again, um after I, I picked this up a few days ago after a conversation the other day. Bob Proctor talks about him he read this book and it changed his life apparently, right? Yeah. Um and a lot of people say the same thing. So I thought I'd go through it. You know that it's interesting. Napoleon Hill, the story about him, had, he wrote the book and he interviewed what the, the most, uh, the richest guy on the, on the planet when he was writing the book. And so all that wisdom, you know, and, and Napoleon Hill was nobody at the time, basically. And now he also, he started to develop the dream that he could have as big of an impact and, and be as rich as that richest guy, right? He didn't believe it at first, but he started to develop that. And now when you look at it, his book, I think it they made like over a million millionaires if you look over all the years. So like he, he helped so many more people 
And it's absolutely yep. incredible. And he came from nobody. And that's really what you find is, for example, Tony Robbins. People will know Tony Robbins. His yep. story is also, it's quite incredible. He was, you know, he had zero money. He was so poor. He had such a shit life from what he's describing and other people are saying. And, but the persistence and the belief that he could do it. And now look where he is. He's changing millions of lives. And I got into this kind of stuff through Tony Robbins. Because yep. when that guy speaks, so many it's like, have. oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, so you, yeah. Tony Robbins is his energy definitely is contagious. Man, he is. So when he speaks, I'm like, yeah, it, I get so inspired just by listening to what he's saying. Even I mean, yeah, it's just the the way he talks and how excited he is about it. I mean, you gotta love that guy. Yeah, you can't hate him for sure. Yeah, it's like, I don't think, the, it's like to, Roger Federer. Everybody loves Roger Federer, no? Yeah, he's, he's like the, 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 yeah. the male version of Oprah Winfrey, I think. Um, and he had Conor McGregor on his show, on his, I mean, it wasn't a show, it was just an interview. And man, he and coached when, him. Yeah, he did, he, he did. coached him. He did, he did. And that's when Conor spoke about what you mentioned earlier in the podcast. The law of attraction. So we're yep. talking about the law of attraction. You have a big goal in mind. You um, foresee all of that. Like, where do we go you, from there? You, you made the clear distinction that it can't be an achievable goal, correct? Um, no, it, it's no, no, no. It, it's I mean, it can't be realistic, realistic. It can't be realistic. That's Sorry. right. You ha- you, it's got to be a goal that you don't know how to get there. Right. Because exactly. if you know how to get there, like for example, if you're if you're driving a Porsche and you want to buy a new Porsche, that's <laughs> not a goal because you already know how to do it. If you've been driving that Porsche for five years, you've known for five years how to how to buy a Porsche. So, yeah. so I'll give you I'll give you an example. So uh, I have the ADCC trials that I most probably will comp- compete in in December. Awesome. Um, and uh, why are you looking at that? Looking at me like that, Because you know, like. Yeah, but you need to get some training and it's already fucking... Yeah, made. because we're, everything is closed, right? <laughs> yeah. So I haven't been able to get training in, but I was scheduled for that and everything. Like I got a full sponsored trip to go and compete in Singapore um, because I won the Indian ADCC Open. So that's all taken care of. Um, so now, would that be um, a, big enough, a goal. big enough goal or would the ADCC Worlds be a big enough goal? Yeah, I, look, what, what, what's happening is this. And I'm, I'm, you know, what's happening is this, that in the beginning, when we start out with this kind of work, we don't allow ourselves, or a lot of us don't allow ourselves to have that really huge dream at first. Mm-hmm. So what I would say, if you feel comfortable just having just a big one that you still have no idea how to get there, start out with that. If you feel comfortable and if it excites you, go for that. But what you'll find is that you will, and that that has really, that has happened with me. Like within eight months after starting to make these things, I literally, one of my dreams, one of them came true. And that is facilitating workshops for thousands of people. And that's not with with athletes. Congratulations. um, Yeah. And and, And then when that happens and you don't know when it's going to happen and how, but when that happens, you're like, oh my God, I and I get goosebumps speaking about it because I, when he made me partner in the firm, I was jumping up and down like a little baby. I was like, Oh my God, that <laughs> stuff really works. Yeah. And then what you do is like, you're like, shit, I could have gone 
you know, to that star, like I could have had that, but then you feel more comfortable because you already know that you can do it. And that's mm -hmm. like, so that the first step is the most difficult, but what I would suggest is that it is a, a, a really far out goal that scares you and that you don't know how to get because that will make you grow. Like it's not, it's not about winning a medal or, you know, being a, a champion in the end of the day, it's about who you become. And if you go for something that you don't know how to get, Mm -hmm. That is the person that you become from that and knowing that you can do that, you can do this, that will help you in all areas of life. And when you do that once, then, you know, you, you can go for the star. And, and I think that's, yeah, that's Fair enough. Uh, for us, like in India, winning something like that would put our country on the map, you know, really, because we struggle in that department, in the combat sports department. Um, so winning the worlds would be like, would be that out there that massive dream so yeah i mean that does help man thanks yeah and just think like just think if you know if you have one of these dreams and when you're saying that would help the country and would put the country on the map like keep thinking what else that will do like what how many people you inspire with that what that will do for the i mean india is a huge freaking country you know what well, that will the, the kind of inspiration that you can have and that's what i'm saying if you think it through and you really start to yeah, imagine it, what could happen and and just be open to how it's going to happen maybe you don't win maybe you you know you become like fourth but you have like a beautiful story because you i don't know you lived in the gym you didn't have money for this and or i don't know you had covid couldn't train and still you mm -hmm. did, i don't know what it is but then all of a sudden you're there and you look back and like oh my god this is so cool, but you need to have the big dream because that will give you the inspiration to, to basically take action when, you know, when things get a bit tough and to push through, we call that the terror barrier that like comes, comes up in, and basically if you don't push through, you go right back to where you were and it's like, oh, at least I feel comfortable. And at least I know what I have. I don't like what I do, but at least, you know, I know what I'm doing and I, the safe place, the comfortable, but you need like real inspiration to push right through that. And then when you do that, there's no limit to what you can do. That's an important point, you know, because for the longest time I was struggling to get Mohit to compete, um, mainly because he was in this His comfort face. zone. <laughs> he knows I'm right, dude. He was in this comfort zone for like the longest time. Um, and then he just did it. And he's now he's like, dude, I want a rematch. I want this. I want that. And he's just um, out there and he just wants to keep doing it. I mean, like um, you said, uh, that it's not about the, like, it's not about just winning and losing. Yes, that is important. Yes, that's a big part of, like, why anyone would do anything. Like, why would you just want to show up? But, like, getting over your own hump, getting over your own, like, sort of... Uh, it's a scary thing that you need to get past. It is. Irrational fears that just go out and do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, like, uh, a lot of... Uh, Energy is spent kind of like overthinking. Would you say that is a fair assessment? Yeah, Dwelling yeah. on things for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? I would agree with you guys. There's a good quote that is, um, how does it go? Oh, worry is the misuse of imagination. Well, I misuse my imagination a lot. We all do, right? <laughs> just think what you can do if you channel, if you focus on what you can do and not what, you know, could go wrong and blah, blah, blah. It's like all, all that energy, just focus on what you really want. That will, just that will make a difference. And I think, I mean, you know, 
it's it's not a difficult concept it's not like mm -hmm. you don't have to be like a rocket scientist to understand this this is you know we can i teach that to children um it's it's not difficult it's just it's a habit it's like you have to develop a habit over a couple of weeks to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want and and once you have that it's literally like like any other habit, it will like become easy. It will be natural that you just by standard, whatever happens is like you're looking for opportunity and what can what you want instead of what could go wrong. And you know these people when you have a conversation, yeah. they're always the but 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 but. You know yeah. these people. <laughs> yeah. They're not like bad people. It's yeah, just very close happy. friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> just a habit. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> so let's say, David, somebody he comes just, to you. Mohit, he just quoted one of our, one of our friends, Mohit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, so David, like, let's say somebody does come to you and they give you their um, vision for their athletic career. Um, like, where do they, without giving too much away, where do you get started with them? Like, what is the first thing you'd ask them to do if, like, you sign up an athlete? And Let's say I them. sign up, I reach out to you. Um, so how does this work? Yeah, man, I, I could give everything away, man. I, I want this to go every, everywhere, that knowledge, you know, free for everyone. So yes, the, the first thing is, man, you, what you guys have to understand is that even at the top level, a lot of athletes, they... They don't even know like what their dream really is. And they, <laughs> again, like they don't, and they're doubting themselves, no matter how much success they have, they keep having these and, and they're not like completely happy with it. And, you know, like there's stories about soccer players, they have the biggest anxiety and they're not enjoying any of the match because they're feeling so like watched by the coaches and the press and, and they're not really enjoying it. So depending, you know, so the first thing is that we, establish what the dream is what they really want what they really want not what their parents want for them not what their siblings want for them not what the coaches want but what they want to do that's like the first thing and then when we have that what we start doing is exercises we start to develop like a daily routine because every athlete that works with me one-on-one -on -one has to commit to put like i say between 10 and 15 minutes a day into this daily routine which is like, think about it this way. And you guys will 100% understand that because of grappling. How mm -hmm. do you learn any of the moves? Through? Drilling, repetition. Drilling, of course, repetition. Repetition. Okay. And exactly. And the, the mind, it, there's absolutely no difference. Everything that we master in life, we learn through repetition. Everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to reprogram the subconscious mind, is, this is basically what we're doing because we're changing the belief. The belief is not like in just here. It's like in the whole, it's in the subconscious mind. It's like what you think you're worth, what you think. Yeah, it's like deeper than just like the thinking, right? And we use repetition to do that. So we start- like Affirmations? Exercise. Yeah, affirmations and in, in yeah, kind of affirmations. But then what, what is really important is that it's not an affirmation that we're- doing on an we call that a negative vision so like let's say like you think or let's say i think i'm ugly okay if i think i'm ugly and then i just go in front of the mirror and i tell myself i'm pretty i'm pretty i'm look so good i'm pretty i'm pretty your sub <laughs> my subconscious mind isn't stupid and it would be like if you really thought that way if you really felt that way you wouldn't say it yeah right so it what it is is that we 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 take the affirmation we take the dream 
and we connect it with the heart because it's the emotion that creates. It's like, it's the emotion that will get us when we're emotionally involved, we'll take action. We'll put the, that's what the, makes the body move. Right. Yeah. So that's what we do. We like, I'm so happy and grateful. Look, I'll show you and give you an example. Okay. From what I, what I did the other day, what I wrote down and, and this is literally, I just like write it down and, um, I wrote down, I'm so happy and grateful now that we're a thousand coaches strong in my company and that we serve and work with the world's best football players, fighters, and tennis players. Every one of my coaches is a former pro athlete who's worked with me and had so much success with the mental training that this is all he or she wants to do after their career. We're getting millions of views on our YouTube channel and it's every athlete's dream to be coached by our company. I'm traveling around the world to Champions League games and Grand Slam tournaments and UFC nights and mentor as a mentor, fan, and friend of the world's most inspiring athletes. So that's what I write down. And by writing that down, you know, you can also close your eyes after that and tune into, tune into it and, and, and really and feel what that is. And what you'll find is when you do that every day, it's 10 minutes. It's not much. It's like that picture will start to become more colorful it will become more clear it will you will get the ideas and it's really it's really incredible but you got to do it every day and that's the most important that's why i'm i'm like not like some kind of guru or something so i'm really an accountability coach i gotta get you to do it every freaking day and after a couple of <laughs> days and weeks it, you will start to change there's no other way you have to change that's nice i like that man. phrase accountability coach yeah like you hold them so so it's kind of like you you take the athlete on this journey of self belief where they start believing more and more in their own skill their body their ability um which you mentioned there is that self doubt even on the highest of levels of uh, competition and athletic prowess people still have these doubts no matter how successful they are correct yeah that's right. And you, that, do you have any case studies in particular that, I mean, of people, I mean, without taking any names, of just like massive people who just get everything they want and still, still doubt themselves? Yeah, I mean, I, I, what I, the, the example that comes to my mind that is a sad one, but that is not in sports, but it's Robin Williams, the actor. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, everybody like, but it's a similar thing. Like everybody on the planet loved that guy and he was so good at what he was doing, but he was completely unfulfilled and he was so unhappy. And Tony Robbins speaks of the science of achievement, but the art of fulfillment and the art, there's no like right way to go about it. And that's why, but you know, you can be a high achiever and reach all the goals to the outside. But be unfulfilled. Lot, right. But you are, you are not fulfilled. So they got to go like, hand in hand and that's why i'm saying that i want to work with the most inspiring athletes they don't have to necessarily be the best like take tiger woods he has incredible achievements in golf but it was never his dream it was his dad's dream right and and so now look what's happening with to him with him like he's also you could argue you know in Dude, other he, areas of life right yeah in, in other areas completely but he built himself back and he came back from the dead you know, True, he man. literally rebuilt his game and won the Masters again. That's, I mean, that does not happen in an athlete's life twice. It happens That's once true. and it's a miracle. The guy did it twice, which is unheard yeah. of. Yeah. And that guy has a huge, huge inspiration for a lot of people. It's insane what he came yeah. through. Yeah, That's true. 
But then I, I would love to, with Tiger Woods, I got to tell you guys, I would love to have a conversation with him. I would love to have a lunch with him and ask him about how he's feeling about the rest of his life, what's going on for him. I would love that because as you said, it's like, yeah, and it's also like, what, what do we know, right? We just see what's in the, in the news and all that, but we don't really know what's really going on. I saw a documentary about him and all that, but that's also, it's just one angle. And so I would love to have a conversation with have, him. Have, and, have, you, have you read uh, Tim Grover's book, Relentless? No, I haven't. So Tim Grover was the performance coach or strength and conditioning or whatever you want to call it, coach of Michael Jordan, um, Kobe Kobe Bryant, the gang. And he speaks about how everybody has a dark side. And he mentions how Tiger Woods' dark side, well, it got the better of him. And he would have liked to see Tiger Woods just own uh, the fact that he did what he did and still come out and kick ass. But what he noticed was that when all that, all those accusations and all that came out, he just crumbled and he developed injuries. But he did come back from it. But that must have, I mean, I would have, like you mentioned, I'd love to sit with him and speak to him about what, I mean, how he brought him out of that, dark, himself out of that dark hole. Because, I mean, that is inspirational as hell to yeah. me. Yeah. And you see, in the end of the day, it's not about, it's not about like winning or anything. It's about how he came back and the person he became through that. And that's what, what's really inspiring when, yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's absolutely it. So yeah, hopefully we can get him on the show, huh? Let's get the word out. <laughs> Someday maybe. Uh, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about like, um, like your lessons from swimming. So you spent a very long part of your life uh, becoming a Swiss national champion uh, and Olympic athlete, Olympic the athlete level of I was, yeah. that's, that was my next uh, uh, point. But so he was building what, it up, you know. Yeah, come on, like, uh, <laughs> Bruce Buffer here. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what lessons can uh, do you bring from your career uh, and your training and your life into what you're doing now? Yeah. So. And if I can answer that, looking back now, I would, and, and this, this is a real lesson. It's like really to have a dream and to know what you want and to allow yourself to dream big. That's, that's it. That, that is the, that is the one thing that I never did when I was swimming because I, you know, I was lucky. Look, when I was young, I had an Olympic dream, like every child, but I was kind of, I wasn't laughed in the face, but I was made fun of and like put down in a sense, not in an evil way, but that's just how we grow up here in Switzerland. It's like everywhere. They're like, what are you going to do? You're going to play. Like settle down. Yeah. I mean, like everybody is right. They've given realistic goals instead. Realistic. Just get a job or something. But it's not like that in America. Like Michael Phelps grew up around Olympic and an Olympic team. And I'm, you know, when Michael Phelps was young, I'm always saying, I'm sure it's not true, but he probably didn't even know that there's a silver and a bronze medal. He was just Olympic gold. And that was like mm-hmm. fixed in his mindset. Mm-hmm. He, there would be no question for him to not win gold. Like whereas a Swiss would say, oh, I can, I can make it to the Olympics and then I'm happy. But Michael Phelps, he wouldn't. He wouldn't settle for anything else, just like Michael Jordan didn't. So that it's a mindset thing. And so I was always thinking, what's realistic? And then I became Swiss junior champ. And I was like, okay. And my coaches helped me with that. Okay, maybe you can be, you know, 10% better and make it to the, uh, to the older level. And then you can be 5% better and make it to the European level. But never that big dream. And that's what I believe. It's like, if you, if you really 
if you really want it, then allow yourself to have the big dream and just say, okay, if it's tennis, I want to win Wimbledon. And even if 10 years later, you're second in Wimbledon, you're, it's still an awesome career and you still learn a lot. And even if you're fourth, even like, you know, but have one and go for it if you really want it, if that's what you want, but you have to know what you want. So that, that would be the one, the one lesson, the biggest lesson. And how I mean, often are people honest with themselves in your experience? <laughs> yeah, not, I, I think it's something that we can, with a little bit of coaching, with the conversations, like literally just conversation, like it's not, you know, we, we can all do that with, if somebody trusts us, if somebody knows that we want the best for them, like never underestimate just having a good conversation, like what you guys are telling me, like, you know, it goes deep, I can get goosebumps around that. And so you can get ideas with talking to anybody, but mm-hmm. I think with a bit of conversation, people they want to be honest, but there's something holding them back. So if they can mm-hmm. share with people what it is and you can kind of help them to speak it, because I, I have a bracelet here that, that says what we speak is what we create. Mm-hmm. So when you can start and, you know, some people, when we talk about their dreams, they'd be like very quiet in the beginning and say, yeah, I'm so happy and grateful. Not I winning women. As you see, okay, if you don't feel comfortable yet, right? With a bit of, well, like talking through it with repetition, they come back one week later and they're already standing in front of the mirror and going like, you know, I'm, that's Maybe how it goes. Just... It's like you become comfortable saying it again. That's why you have to just use repetition. And so it's not difficult, but I, I think very few people are really honest with themselves from the beginning and, and really allowing themselves because we're, it's just kind of conditioned out of us to, to fantasize and to dream. It is, it is be realistic, pay attention or otherwise. I'm sure it really helps also that, um, I mean, you are an elite level athlete. When you go and speak to your clients, they don't mm-hmm. think you're some schmuck who's <laughs> just talking <laughs> at them. <laughs> I'm sure you can tell them, Hey, hey man, I've done it at the highest level. So I have, I've been there. I know what, I know what you're about. talking. I know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. so trust me, I'm sure that helps with clients. What, uh, so what about like, the rest of your company are they all uh, former athletes are they all have they all had some background in uh, any kind of sport or is it just a mix of people yeah i mean i gotta tell you so what i read you before so that's my vision so it's not like we're a thousand strong um i'm just hiring now i'm hiring two people now and mm-hmm. so far it's only been me and i've mm-hmm. i had help in in like the background with you know the the systems and all that and the videos but so coaching, I'm just hiring two two people now. And they are, are you um, are you looking at hiring uh, former athletes or are you looking outside that as well? So my dream is that the former athletes it, it would be nice, but they would have to you know be familiar with 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 what I do basically or what we do, the philosophy behind that. So I think it will take a bit of time. But the, what I'm saying with every pro athlete that I work with is like when you know when you're done with your sports career. Then and, and if that's what you want to do, then you, you have somebody to talk to, right? Because I mean that would that be the optimal scenario. It's like they get coached, they're having fun, they have the success, they are the inspiration that they want to be. And then when right. they're done with it, they're like, look what we created. That's like the best case scenario. It's like, and then they come and they coach the others and 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 pass that on. So that's the vision. Um, but so far, the the girls that I'm looking to hire now, they're from the sports industry. But they're mm-hmm. not like former pro athletes. They're like they're, both of them are moms, and and so you know, 
I mean, that's a lot of experience also. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, more than, <laughs> way more than me. I'm not a parent. That's, guys, that's what I'm finding is like that. We're talking about peak performance, like for athletes. Okay, but it's a freaking game. It's like we go on the mat and it's a game or we go on it's the all a game. The, the real peak performers, they're our parents, you know. They, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to talk about sacrifice? I mean, that's another level of sacrifice. exactly so, so this yeah coming to that like how do you how do you deal with burnout how do you deal with athletes who burn out because we're there right now i mean <laughs> no, asking for a friend actually sorry uh, go ahead sure. yeah so what, what kind of burnout are we talking about like what's happened to him mental burnout like you know you um, can no f- mental as well as physical i'd say we're just constantly training endlessly over and over again and uh let's say you're hitting a plateau um with your work with your with your training um what advice would you advise easing off training taking a break i mean how does so the work? first question i would ask the friend is how much time or what is he doing to study the mind absolutely nothing okay so then you that that that's the that's the starting point because like the the burnout and all that it comes it's all from the mind like everything if you feel tired it's from the mind like your body okay it can be tired but it's just a you're consciously aware of that you're tired but you can do mm-hmm. so much when you're tired and you know that it's yeah. like it's just that so everything originates in the mind like it's there even sicknesses i think there's very there's maybe like only seven sicknesses or, or or illnesses that are passed on through the dna and everything else is kind of they don't we don't know how etc but it's kind of created through the mind if you're not you know even even cancer and these things so it's it's in the mind and if if you tell me he's doing nothing for the mind then i would start there and just say okay let's investigate let's start to study how this works and and you know the solution is usually like i i'm not like the how to coach because what you find is it's more important to know what you want or what the friend wants what's the end result and then just be open to how that's going to happen like be open to how the recovery is going to happen be open to how you're going to heal your joints just be open to it and the insights you will start to attract these things but if you're locked into i have to do it like that because that's the right way to do it you close yourself to all the other opportunities that are out there that's fair like I give you a cool example with I have a tennis player and one of his end results and you know we can talk about material things as well because their their goals that's fine. Mm-hmm. He wants to drive a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And I ask him, "Well, why don't you?" He's like, "Well, I don't have enough money yet to buy the Ferrari." And he is locked in that to drive a Ferrari, he's got to buy a Ferrari. And so I told him I have a friend who's playing golf and he won in a tournament, he won a Porsche. And I have another friend, um, she is driving a nice, it's not a Ferrari, but it's a really nice Audi, you know, it's really, it's for, for Nicola sponsored and so on. And I tell him, so that's just two more ways how you can be driving a Ferrari. And I, I don't know everything. It's just like two ways, but there's thousands of ways how you can drive a Ferrari. And so just be open to it, but know what you want, but be open to how it's going to happen. And then, you know, it will. that's pretty cool man um how, how important is like focus um so we we hear this word being thrown out around a lot but like how important is it to like stay consistent with your goal setting or with you know goal progression yeah 
I mean, let's 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 take the an example from BJJ. When you're working from you're working a sweep from half guard, mm. then okay, you watch how it is on YouTube. But you think like it's a really cool technique, and you wanna you wanna learn it. So then, what happens? You go to the gym, you try it out a couple of times, right? You do it, and it's like yeah, it's pretty cool. And then if you wanna really learn it, that like you can do it in competition. What do you do? Again, you wanna keep working it. You gotta stay focused. You gotta do that shit a thousand times, or maybe maybe more, maybe. Like, but you have to do it many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. So you have to stay focused. And the reason why a lot of people fail at what they set out to do is not that they're not capable. It's not that they don't know how. It's that they lose focus after a while. Life gets busy. You see another sweep on YouTube, and it's like, oh, that's cool too. And you go to that, and then <laughs> you know that's how it is. It's just like, oh yeah, I want to learn from Mount as well. Oh yeah, oh let me try that. And you, you just lose the focus and, mm-hmm. and you're not learning it because you're losing the focus. You can't do everything at once. So you gotta, that's why, you know, focus is everything. And Tony Robbins is saying where focus goes, energy flows. Mm. It's your ability to, you know, stick with something for a long time. Animals can't do that. If a dog sees, smells something there, they run over, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's a lot like that, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got, like I've, got I've got like a good 35 minutes in me after that. I'm like, yo. 35 minutes is the... a stretch, Mohit. What are we doing I give it guys? About seven minutes, Mohit gets distracted and he like, needs to do something else. You can't hold the tension for more than seven minutes. But guys, this is something I think in our generation, and I'm very, I'm not like very good with that. I have to say like being focused is like with the social media and everything, you know, like the text message. Oh, who texts me? Yeah, the something. ADD generation. Yeah. And the dopamine hit that comes. And I mean, it's real. Like for me, the struggle is real. It's like, I got to really put my phone away and I got to block yeah. like three hours and say, okay, I'm not going to check. Cause otherwise you keep bouncing back and forth. And, and I've considered getting rid of it actually, man, but it's been very hard because I mean, I've been trying to get off Instagram for the longest time, but everything I'm doing with my life professionally, I need it. Um, are you on WhatsApp? Because that, that, that shit all drives me up the wall, man. The, the messages every day, the stress every time I'm trying to open it, uh, wondering who's fucking messaging me now. Um, but yeah, how, how do you get rid of this shit? Do you just like get off your phone for a certain period of time in the day? Um, so I, I don't really get rid of So I just put it on the side. And I, I, what I do is I, I block time for what is really important because I also use it a lot too. But then that's just an excuse to be on it, to be honest. Like, because I can wait mo- most, more often than not. It can just wait. Yeah. And, and what you'll find, uh, and then also this is like not my idea. It's like what, you, what business people, very successful business people, you think Elon Musk is on the phone all the time? Hell no. He's doing his thing mm-hmm. and then he's having some time to do the meetings and all that. So what I do is, is I just put it away. And I block the time in the calendar, like blocks of quite long, like three hours or so where I sit and I just do that. You know, I might get a coffee and or open the window for a bit, but I do that as focused as I can and not jump because they did studies, for example, that when your attention jumps around on different things, like having multiple tabs open. Oh, I'm, I'm perfect. with I'm perfect. Like in the wrong way, I have like seven tabs open and I keep jumping. But every time you do that, your mind needs a bit of time to refocus on what you do. And instead of just sticking with one task and, and finish it. Right? So that's yeah. what I'm working on, trying to become more productive, more effective. And, and it's working really well. So time block and then just do just do one thing at the time. That's what I. That's, really that's a good on. idea, man, because I, I have a disease. I, I open Instagram 
I closed it and then I opened it again. Yeah. That's the weirdest one. Like, like not even I, joking. And then, I, I then, I, then and then I and then about like <laughs> five, five minutes later, I realize I realize what I'm doing. I'm back. <laughs> then I do it again. <laughs> then I do it again. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so it it makes no sense to me how we are uh, an evolved species because um, this thing really has me hooked, man. And I'm I'm just every day I'm gonna try what you just said. I'm gonna try and just get rid of it for like three hours at a time. It's not a bad yeah. idea at all. Yeah, and to see you know, but what you're saying is like it's a high level of awareness. If you can, all right, we can laugh about it. It's cool, but at least you can share. That's the first step. Is always you gotta you got to be aware of what's happening. Like if you're just reacting and it's just happening, you have no chance to actually do something about it. And then you also have to be like man enough to say, okay, I take self responsibility for that. That's really what's happening. (laughs) I mean, it's it's true though. It is. It's taking control of my life, man. And it's, I mean, you just miss out on so much productive time. It's insane. Um, And I'm only coming to realize that now. Um, and for the longest time, I've just been trying to get rid of my phone, dude. But um, unfortunately, work in today's day and age really demands that I have to have it. So that's the only reason I'm keeping it, really. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way also that as a suggestion. I think if you do, if you work on something for an hour a day, that is nine 40-hour weeks for a year. So... Like, think about it this way. If you spend, instead of being on Instagram, doing something that is not really serving you as you just described it, right? It's like, it could be cool for a little bit, but after that, it's not really like serving you. If you replace that time with, you know, writing down your dreams again and again, hanging out with your dream, closing your eyes and visualizing what you really want. Like just, mm-hmm. and I think you, you, you can like imagine that even right now, what change that could bring into your life, how that could move your life because i mean it's just absolutely incredible if you send out these thoughts and the feelings and i'll give you like a really cool example that's like almost a bit spooky but this is how it works because just because we can't see these energies we're like very fixated especially in the west western culture by the way very Mm -hmm. fixated on the five senses and for example gravity is also you don't see it but gravity you experience it because it hurts when you fall on your ass right and but there's other things, other vibrations that we cannot decode without electromagnetism and stuff like that as yes. well, and the whole and light exactly. spectrum. Exactly, and you know how they say that we're all connected and we're all coming from the same source and all that. And listen to this, my girlfriend, she's been doing the kind of work um, for about three or four months now, and she wants to. She's an MMA pro fighter, and she wants to empower women because she's from Kosovo, Albania, Kosovo, and. You know, she knows a lot of girls that are getting beat by their husbands or whatever. Domestic violence. Exactly. And they have zero confidence or self-esteem to do anything about it. They just endure it. And and also in Switzerland. And she's she wants to inspire them through the training that she's doing, through her story and, and you know, everything. And also now mentally. And she had a vision um, about a month ago about being on Swiss TV on like a talk show on, on Swiss TV. And she had that vision. And guys, two weeks later, they called her without any contact from her part, like physical or Instagram, nothing. Oh. They called her and yeah. And they asked her if she would come on the show. And now in, in the fall, she's been on the biggest like talk show, primetime Swiss TV in the evening at 10 that's o'clock. Amazing. No, and, that's so cool. Yeah. 
And I'm telling you that stuff, it, the universe needs a bit of time, but sometimes it's super fast to arrange itself for you. But if you really assume, and this is, this is physics, it's not just like spooky, spooky or woo-woo stuff, not anymore because quantum physics now can prove these things. And there's physicist Einstein was saying that already with the law of attraction. And you just have to send your stuff out. Joe Dispenza talks about this kind of yes, stuff. Exactly. That's, um, it's, it's all the same thing. The power of thought. Yeah. Uh, he's got a book about it also. I think a book. I, I don't know if it's a book or an audio, but Becoming Supernatural. I have that book here. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Out. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy talks about it and I have his meditations. I tried to get into it, but I never really did. Um, I mean, huh? Don't you ever give me the shit? Like, I do give you shit, but it takes you about six years to read one book, more. It takes me me very long (laughs) to read a book, man. Like, I'm like really slow at fucking reading books. Audiobooks, audiobooks will fix that. I think that's the way. But here's but the thing. I, I think it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're slow. It's like, it's not about reading the book and saying, oh yeah, I've read that. It's about internalizing that stuff. I mean, Bob Proctor, he's thinking grow rich. He read that for 60 years and he's still reading it every freaking day. Oh really? That's really, yeah, he he is. That's the story that he he keeps saying. He's reading it every day. He's reading pages from that and he's reading. And I, I started doing that. I have the book that I have. I read the 10 pages and I read it like every other day. I read the same 10 pages because that's how it goes in here. That mm-hmm. with repetition, you're learning. Oh, no, that is drilling. Is... Correct. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're training your yeah. brain. That yeah. does make a lot of sense. And it's a very, it's a very overlooked um, part of, well, at least our training. And I have a lot of athletes, PG athletes and competitors who could use a lot of this stuff because a lot of them hit plateaus, which they can't really break through. And the majority of the time is just all mental. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'd love to, I mean, at least with myself, I'd love to get in touch with you and um, get counseled. Or, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Dick, um, David, what are some of the common traits like you see between uh, the world's best athletes and like the top businessmen and entrepreneurs and stuff like that? What are some traits that you see? Yeah, it, it, it is literally, it's those two. I keep going back to those two things. It's like the big dream to, to do something to have something and then the second thing is is that they they believe that they can can do it it's like it's literally these two things and that you know if you have a vision that's also like decision making they say that the leaders they can make decisions fast right and while if you're not a good leader you don't make decisions fast and you know why that is it's because leaders all they need to answer is do i really want it and if the answer is a yes, then without knowing how that's going to happen, they're just going to start. And it's, they're taking imperfect action because all they have to answer for themselves is, do I really want it? And am I willing to make those sacrifices? And then they're like, yes, and they go. While other people, they have the list of all the positives, all the negatives. And then they, one day they wake up like, oh, I'm going to do this. The next day something happens. I'm like, oh, no, I can't. You know, and they keep going back and forth and they'll never make a decision. And that is if you... If you know what you want, if you really know what you want and you believe that you can have it, you will make a committed decision and you will go for it and you will take that imperfect action. Even if it's not perfect, it doesn't matter. You'll learn as you go. And that's how, and, and guys, when you think about it, and this is where social media comes in again, most people think, because that's what it looks like, is that they first have to have something 
that they can go and do something and then become somebody. But that is completely wrong. It looks like that on TV and social media, but how it really works is that you close your eyes, you mm-hmm. think who you want to be, then you go out and do, and as an end result, you will have. That, that's how it's really working. And so, you know, it's that ability to go inside and not to let the, the, the current results dictate your life and think what you're capable of. It's like closing your eyes completely off from that and thinking, what do I really want? And then, you know, start to act, feel, walk, play, compete like that. And then, and, and then with, you know, that will come to you. And, That's a good uh, example. Social media for sure. Yeah, man. It's not, not base you, what you not base your future on the current results because they don't mean anything. It's just like it, they, the skills that you've developed so far, they've gotten you to where you are, but it doesn't mean zero about where you can go because I mean, you, you know how it is. You can meet one person. You can meet one person in life. And all of a sudden, like I met William Whitecloud from the Natural Success Academy, and he made me partner in his firm. One person, it's changed my life because, you know, the, the impact that I'm having, the, the message I get, the money that comes to me, like the, the, everything changes with one person. And that can happen to anybody, but you got to be open to it. You got to know what you want. That's really interesting. Natural yeah. Success Academy, you said. The natural success academy. The yeah. natural, okay. Natural, because natural, because we all have it in us. We just look. It's if we. Do you guys agree that in life it's all about learning? Sure. Absolutely, especially with our like the martial art we practice and uh, preach and teach. One hundred percent, because a new martial art and it's still growing. So I we got to learn every day, man. Exactly. So it's about learning and we could also say it's about raising our awareness of what's going on how stuff works right mm-hmm. so when Absolutely. when you came to the planet when we all came to the planet as a baby we weren't aware of the difference between men and women mm-hmm. right and then we developed we're like okay yeah i'm a man and she's a girl and now it's from 50 years away we it's easy for us to say okay this is a man this is a woman easy right now think of this if you imagine a cliff that goes like down 100 meters and if we're standing on the cliff, we know we can't take another step because if we do, we're going to fall and we're dead. But if a baby crawls there, that baby will just keep going and fall right down and die because it has not built the awareness of gravity yet, what that is. And this is no different. This is, it, this is now, so I'm exposing you to this information. It has come to me about three years ago. Um, unluckily, not earlier, but this is now the next. This is another step. It's like, okay, how does this really work? How do these laws work of the universe? And it's good to now that you know that there that this stuff works and exists and all that. It's on you and on me to keep studying this and investigate how it really works, how the law of attraction works, and all that. And it's about raising our awareness of what is really going on, how this really works, because just because we haven't heard it in school. It's just that these people also don't know that my parents didn't know. It's not, it doesn't make them bad people. It's just, they didn't know they weren't aware of that. And now, you know, Correct. we weren't aware of how, how this stuff works like many years ago. And now we're like using it to connect all around the world. And mm-hmm. it's just, we weren't aware of it a couple of years ago. Now we are. Right. Yeah. It goes beyond uh, nature versus nurture. I think it's knowledge that even our parents didn't have, I guess. Um, and it's hopefully knowledge we will then Preach to our kids someday. That's right. And when you figure out how it goes, when you figure out how the mind works, it's like there's there's a cool thing. Like if you can be a teacher, it's like when you in BJJ, when you know the moves, you can 
you can, first of all, you can repeat it in other areas of life because you have developed those, those skills. And then also you can transfer it to other people. And this is so beautiful because you can give back, you can inspire, you can contribute because you know how it works. If you're not aware, you can have a lot of success, but not know how you did it. Then mm -hmm. it's like, because the programming was good for you. And, and, but then you cannot transfer it because you didn't, don't know how you did it. Right. And you can be a very successful exactly. athlete, but you can struggle in other areas of life. Be, you know, I was going to bring that up that like, what's the importance of all round development or should you be like one of those horses in the race where you got your blinders on and you just solely focused on one goal uh, or should you be like, okay, I, this whole thing, this growth has to be everything around me. It can't be just one dimensional growth. Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question. I, so I'm a fan of the holistic approach that we have to, I mean, then look, it, I also had an athlete. He has about, let's say, like a soccer player, maybe three or four years left in his career, right? Okay. And he was saying, well, I got to have like the work-life balance and all that. And I'm like, dude, if you, what kind of balance are we talking about? You got three or four years left. You either go for it now. You can have all the balance later, you know, but you got to go for it now because that opportunity you will not have again. Right. And so mm -hmm. if we're talking about that, I actually think, you know, if you really want it, it comes back to what do you really want? If you really want it as an athlete, you, you have to be willing to, if this is the middle line, you have to be willing to get off to one side and really focus on that for a little bit. But just know that you're so much more than that. Just know that this doesn't define you, that you can do anything else in life when, when you choose to go back to the middle or to the other side. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's an important distinction to make because a lot of athletes, well, at least with MMA athletes, they're clueless as to what to do when their career comes to an end. Um, you see it with the NFL, you see it with rugby players. Um, they don't know what to do. They have no other, uh, they figure out who they are after their career comes to an end, you know, and it's very rare that we, we meet individuals like you who, I mean, you're, let's, let's be honest. Uh, you've been going for how long now after swimming? How long have you been? Uh, yeah, time is running since 2012. So what's that? Like nine years, nine years. Nine yeah. Years. So, I mean, You've really hit, I'm guessing you're in your peak now. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you've really found your calling after an entire career in swimming, which is very, very rare for any professional athlete. But it's inspiring, man. It's cool. Because a lot of people, uh, they don't know what to do after spending their whole life in a, in a, in a professional career, a competitive around, right? career, you know? They're just Would like... Very, very Why do you confused. think that is? Because that's all they've because known. They've that's all they've known. That's all they've dedicated their entire time to. Um, and they don't know what to do. Plus, like, like you said about the thing about guidance. Now, more often than not, the person who is teaching the athlete or is coaching the, mentor, the athlete. The mentor. They were good, but they would most likely are not like world class or, or most likely not like you know, have everything together. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the position of being like a trainer or a coach or something like that. Um, so they just were unable to give, you know, the student or the athlete the right tools to kind of develop in other areas of life. So that's why you see a lot of unfulfilled athletes, a lot of unfulfilled lives and careers. Um, so I think this is a big part of like the whole game of being an athlete or being a professional athlete where... Uh, it's been largely ignored what you are doing is just, you know, 
making sure that mentally you are stable and progressing upwards because like you said earlier like sometimes it's very hard to trust the process when you don't get the results uh, you know you're expecting and that's the time when you kind of fall off you know like fuck this i'm not i don't want to like i don't want to do this or, like how, how important is like to overcome those humps yeah. uh, over a career you know yeah to you, what you're saying yeah absolutely i mean and you know it there's no overnight success right or they, i read a good quote i forget how it goes exactly but they say well there is overnight success but there was like 10 years in working or something like that yeah, you know? yeah. Like, so yeah it's but that's what people remember. They're like, oh, yeah, I worked for him. And oh, we like, you know, we think, wow, that worked for him and it will never work for me. And we come up with all yeah. kinds of excuses, but we don't, we don't really take the time to investigate how much work and how much focus that and guy And what that in. guy's goal was from the get-go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. the shit he went through, you know, sometimes we hear like a short documentary, five minutes about somebody and it's like, oh, yeah, he had some tough times, but we kind of dismiss it and, and then still think, oh, but he's, you know, he can have that because of this, 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 instead of just really just looking at ourselves and say, hey, like right. the, the only difference between that guy and me is the mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. There's no, like, there's no, I mean, of course there's some physical differences and, I, you know, in basketball, yeah. if you're really short, you don't, you're not going to be like the, the world's best dunker. There is, but that, <laughs> that that's not it most of the time it's like the mindset because you would never have the intuition to be like the world's best basketball player if you're like five feet tall you know it just wouldn't occur to you anyhow you wouldn't yeah. want that yeah <laughs> you'd be like a jockey um so <laughs> coming to now confidence versus overconfidence well this is an interesting question because i i mean i i know somebody who has very <laughs> an, very interesting take on this um, but yeah, go ahead. Finish your question, Murth. My my question is, how do you? It's it's a blade. It's a fine blade between confidence and overconfidence. How do you walk that line? Like, what are some tools to walk that? Guys, line? I gotta tell you, I have in my years as working with this, I've never met somebody that had like too much confidence. <laughs> like, I, I just haven't. I, <laughs> I work with Ashwin for a while. Like, <laughs> we're like, yeah, no, I'm fucking these guys up. I'm good, man. Uh, so that's a little annoying. But like, yeah. Uh, so you say, you know, you haven't uh, dealt with people who have unbelievable overconfidence. No, man. Not on. You Are you know, saying I have like, unbelievable overconfidence, Moet? Are you saying you don't? Like for everyone who listens to this podcast, like we'll nah. put this clip up and ask yes or no. <laughs> See? No. I mean, I, I'm of the firm belief firstly that overconfidence is better than underconfidence hell yeah <laughs> like say right? you, you, you know me yeah so <laughs> fuck fuck the other end of the spectrum so <laughs> i'm going to stick with this <laughs> yeah I, it's interesting you know i think you know if you're in the gym and you're walking around like that and you know it, it could just be also like a little bit of a, of a game right you're like trying to impress others or you're just like imitating conor mcgregor i mean we have the guys but look we have guys in the gym that they watch conor mcgregor like they're like you know maybe 17 18 and they're fighting mma right and they're good and they start to walk around with him. I mean, you see them shadow box. They check themselves out and they try to be yeah. like McGregor. But if they, if it helps them, hey, go for it. Like if you feel like him and you start to punch and like you go for it. I mean, you know, who am I to say like don't do that? Whatever you know, inspires you. Yeah, like in yeah, the BJJ but- world, uh, Gordon Ryan did it, man. Mm. Yeah. So like, 
everybody's i mean that's with i mean instagram is peacocking on a on a different scale right all you're doing on instagram is peacocking so that shit sells and it works very well in in, in the modern day um but anyway moving on david um if someone were to get in touch with you how do they do that um where do people reach you yeah the the and easiest what's the process is, to work with you yeah the easiest is on the website the tribeofathletes.com and you have you have all the links that we have a youtube channel you can connect with me there there's uh you can email me or you know get into the community basically that's like the coolest because it's uh the tribe of athletes it's a community and what you find is you, you guys know how important it is to hang out with the, the people like that you want to associate with that are on a similar path. And so that's why I encourage everybody to join the community and get involved in this because we have a lot of free trainings. And then, you know, if this is for you, then, you know, I'll, I will do the, the selling basically of, of my services. Like you, you will get in touch with that anyhow, but I would start out with the free trainings on YouTube if that's something that really excites you. Because look, the first thing, and even with, with kids, it's also very important when the parents think, you know, it's always the parent's idea to develop the mental game. It's not the kid coming, hey, I need help, right? That would be a pretty cool kid, man. Not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Coach, I just want to be the best. I'm eight years old. I have fucking got time. <laughs> exactly. But like, what's super important is, is that the kid wants to do this kind of work, that the kid wants to be there. And it's the same with adults. If we're doing something we're not enjoying, man, we're not going to get the learning. But if it's something like, oh, shit, like I want to learn more about it. I want to start to study it and see. And we always say, try it on for size. You know, I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> But try it on, see if it fits you, see if you get results, if you start to feel better. And then if you decide, you know, we'll, we can take the next steps. But I, I think so the tribe of athletes.com is like a very good starting point. Okay, great. Amazing. And uh, you have an event coming up in May, uh, I believe, uh, like an online event where people can join you for this. Exactly. So that's also on the webpage. It's the confidence, the world-class confidence workshop where we go for a 45 minutes a day on Zoom. This is the first time I do it on Zoom. So we can actually, because used to do it on YouTube to stream it, but yeah. now we're going to do it on Zoom so we can have more interaction and also in between. So yeah, so that, 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 that would be cool. When we're All right, we'll be there confidence. for sure. Yeah, we'll be you, there. Make, you got to see the time I have to, I don't know if you're still up at the time, but yeah, check it I'll, out. I'll Otherwise, be up. I don't know about more. I'll be up. Yeah. We'll figure it out, man. <laughs> it would be to, to have you guys, obviously. And then also, I'm going to make it very interactive that we can, you know, chat and that because sharing and as you say, speaking it, uh, it's such a big part of it and not just sit and listen, but be involved in it. That's how you really learn. All right, man. Cheers. That's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Um, cool. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for coming on. This was, this was super fun, man. Yeah, so I agree. About you it. guys are incredible podcast hosts. I think that's like one, <laughs> if not the the easiest, best thing that I've done like, in terms of podcasting. So good job, guys. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just under two hours. I looked at the clock earlier. It was an hour and I was like, shit, that was quick, man. Yeah, but right. it's it's been I don't think it's been that long. An no, hour and a half. An hour and a half, not two hours. Yeah. Mine's showing 148. I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> Thanks again, David. We hope to see you very soon on in a few days now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. I'm going to sign up for your uh, personal coaching most likely. Thank you. Okay. Gentlemen. Sounds good. That sounds yep. great. I mean, we can have a conversation. Like, 
Sure. Uh, Mohit can hop off and uh, we can talk right now. Or if yeah. Mohit, you want to stick on, you I, can. Right now is not so good. Let's do next week, okay? Works for me. Works for right. you? Okay, yep. wonderful. All right, it was really, really nice. Thanks for having me, guys. Our All pleasure. right, cheers, brother. Thank you. Take care.